begins now. Capital 263. Welcome to Politics and Beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. And I'm Tawanda Henry Beatty. And I'm Upenyu Makoni Matenga. Welcome to the best political podcast in the multiverse. Which is is what exactly? (laughs) Guys. Sure, some of us last that did it's science. It's not just in, one universe, and, it's many possible possibilities. Some of us last did okay. science and all Am, am I alone in this nerd universe that <laughs> is I there, no, no, is, no. There po- is there a possibility is one where, one? where the goblin is not the president? I think. Oh, no. imagine, imagine a possibility <laughs> where he is the president of like everywhere. <laughs> but like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> We're talking about multiverses, guy. And in do you wait to raise the because issue? Because he can hear you for a solid 30, 45 seconds. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh, yeah. see, well, there was interference from from one of the parallel universes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. Imagine a multiverse where he's like, where Zimbabwe is the equivalent of the United States, and he is the leader. Ooh. You mean Mugabe? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Let's not let's not insult Mugabe like that. Yes, please don't. Please don't. Um so yeah, yeah. today today we have the thirtieth of September. Yes, it's um the thirtieth of September. Oh, such a short month. I don't know, it's... was September short for anyone else? It was very short no. actually. Yeah, because you guys are out there, guy. Yeah, it was the longest month of oh, my geez, life. Oh, jeez, that's so I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> huh? From the fuel queues to the cooking oil shortages. It was a busy month, huh? It was a busy month. <laughs> it was a busy month. You, <laughs> I don't know. You, you saboteurs who are <laughs> trying to ruin our economy. Judas Iscariots. Judas Iscariots. <laughs> We're working really hard. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, today we are talking about um, our president's back. Woohoo! But he's about to leave. Yay. Um, um, With what? So, yeah, we're talking about the president's statements that he made when he came back from New York uh, about Judas Iscariots and uh, economic saboteurs. Um, then he made another speech at. Um, it was whose funeral um, was it? Was it Maimusika? Maimusika, yeah. yes. Uh, Maimusika's yeah, funeral. Former, yeah. Former vice president's wife. Um, and he said something to the effect of, "I ain't going nowhere. Um, the seat is <laughs> because mine." Because of the people. Yeah, because of the yeah. people. Because of the people. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to talk about the events with uh, Pastor Ivan Mawarre, who was arrested once again for trying to subvert a constitutionally elected government. Um, Linda uh, Masara has launched a campaign to run for the Harare seat. So we'll look at that. Harare okay. Central. Harare Central, sorry. Yes, Harare Central. And then there's also Parliamentary Roundup, which I think we're going to start up or start with what's happening yeah. in Parliament. And then did I leave anything out? Um, um, PDP. <laughs> How could I? I, also, I thought you would leave that out completely. <laughs> but yeah, that's <laughs> that as well. So yeah, let's start with the parliamentary roundup. Okay, so this Back week in you, Parliament. You... Oh, can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah, yes, we, we can, can hear you. Okay, because I'm like, what? Crossing um, over to our correspondent in Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> Who can you mark? You're looking. Okay. <laughs> Somebody please send me a ticket. Um, major debates in Parliament this week were the Police Association Bill, which was given an adverse report, Sexual Exploitation of Minors, which was a motion raised by Honorable Misia Iram Bwimshonga, and then the Minister of Finance and Economic Development responding to questions on cash shortages. So my two favorite quotes from this week in Parliament are Mushonga saying we cannot have a social welfare system that knows we have orphans that are coming from HIV AIDS that have absolutely no plan about how to deal with those children, which is very true. Um, they have tabled a motion or they've adopted a motion to have the interministerial task force convened by the Minister of Public Service and Labor and Social Welfare come and report and investigate that issue. And then Honorable Dr. Mashakada 
uh, said on the economy, what what the market has told you is that the U.S. dollar is not one to one with the bond. That is the message that the market has demonstrated. This is why if I want to pay my foreign payments, the bank will ask me to supply them with foreign currency. It is a statement that this parity, parity is fallacious. It does not exist. Um, yeah, that's all I have from Parliament. Sounds like it right. was quite an interesting week in Parliament. It was a very fun week in Parliament. Things, so, things are picking up and it's like uh, these guys realize that it's their last uh, sitting before the Parliament is dissolved. So they're trying to, everyone's trying to make a name for themselves. And uh, But I mean, Priscilla's always, um, um, Michelle Rabuinstrom has always been quite vocal, hasn't she? Yeah, she's very outspoken, which I really enjoy. Um, but it's nice to see other members of parliament, you know, um, rallying, like especially on the issue of the sexual exploitation of minors. I mean, even Duna, who I've read the Hansard with and some of his comments, I'm a little bit like, what are you doing with your life? Um, but yeah. yeah, it's nice to see them rallying behind an issue which all of us should be concerned about. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think they're bipartisan issues and this is one of them. And this is one where really... It it shouldn't matter who raises the issue, but it's a it's a national issue which all sides need to tackle, and it's great that yeah. it's being raised in Parliament. And I hope the interministerial task force actually puts in work um, to solve this issue because really this is for the future of our country. It has nothing to do with uh, who gets to be Zete Pa Pachigaro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting segue into um into the goblins uh, two speeches or you know Mati Gary you need to stop Shamat you are you going Mautanga Vunduga with your goblin stories you know Ka I'm in immediate danger oh, put, you guys put some no, respect I mean, I on the man's I, name I say it as a I say it as a term of endearment put um, some Anyway, so um, our president returned from New York this week uh, and uh, at the airport he got back and he was uh, shocked that things had spiraled out of control in his absence. Um, didn't make, it made no sense to him why there were fuel queues, why people were um, hoarding cooking oil and other basic commodities. And so he came to the conclusion that this was the work of Judas Iscariots within his government, which I suppose would make him Jesus. Um, and he said that there are uh, economic saboteurs who want to create a situation that would lead to an uprising. I'm paraphrasing here. But basically uh, lead to a situation where the government is overthrown. Um, and these people are within his government and working to do so. Uh, which, at the time, the acting president was Vice President Emerson Mnangagwa, um, and Professor Moyo subsequently tweeted that the day before um, the panic buying, ZBC News flighted a story that... Um, caused this panic um it had to true well they flighted a story on the fact that people were burning money which they were doing and they have been doing for a while now so they said that people are burning money is this the return of 2008 or 2007 something along those lines and he says that induced the panic in the people who then the next day went and starting uh started hoarding goods so the uh, assumption or the the case they're trying to present here is that the Lacoste faction is the one which is the, uh, trying to cause to an cause. overthrow of the government um, they haven't put it as, as that yet but also professor Moyo I think is trying to go back to the information ministry because you know he's take take Nela Cost and say, well take take near ZBC and saying Kuti they are being used as part of you know the Lacoste agenda. So I think he's going to present this case once again in Politburo the next time he gets a chance to and uh, make a case for himself to go back. 
but yeah, that's that's basically what's happened. So so wait to clarify, it's Professor Moyo jumping on Mugabe's words to create his own narrative. Yes. Okay, it's not necessarily Mugabe doesn't agree that uh, Ed um, was the Judas uh, aforementioned in this situation, does he? Um. Well, that he is did, yet to be. Yeah, it's yet to be shown. confirmed because yeah. he didn't say who the Judas was. He just said Kuti Pane, uh, my Judas Iscariot, who are economic saboteurs who are trying to create a situation that will then cause the government to be over, overthrown. But for me, that doesn't make sense because if there happens to be uh, a government being overthrown, they say that it would involve. It would, it would yeah. involve. But um, I mean, that being said, um, and full disclosure, we're moving into the realm of wild speculation. If there was a Judas Iscariot um, who was acting vice president at the time and he had made moves to tank the economy so that there would be some sort of government overthrow, would he not also be the type of person who would fly clandestinely to South Africa the day before the principal arrives and have private security firms as opposed to state security firms guarding him while he was in South Africa for perhaps a checkup. Who knows why he was in South Africa the day before uh, on a a private personal visit as opposed to an official state visit, Um, you know. Now, um, now, now this is definitely the realm. This is definitely the realm of speculation. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. What is fact? What is fact is that Nandago flew to South Africa the day before Mugabe arrived in Zimbabwe, and he flew uh, in a in a in his private capacity, not on an official trip. No, but he was there at the airport when the president came back. Can we come back to reality, guys? Okay. <laughs> can we just? Can we just? Not can we stop smoking the pipe for one second? <laughs> Listen, there's peace in the kingdom, the cues are gone, there's cooking oil on the shelves. So let's come back, okay? And as far as I know, HE is still the goblin in charge. Um, <laughs> I woke up because no, because the people must know who I'm referring to, Ghana. And it is. So the goblin so, in charge is still the goblin in charge. Um, yeah. But what I wanted to say was, I don't think it was that intentional. I think ZBC was just doing their job. I don't think there was a directive from OPC. I think people did what people do when they're you know, thinking as a group and they panicked. Um, and I think that's exactly what happened. I don't think there was any... Because you know what? If this was it, we would know. And yeah. This isn't it. I mean, the 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 assumption these people are making for me is quite shallow. Or they they're looking for um, what do you say? Um, mm. You know, it's it's really one of those situations where you we've never had a situation that even comes close to you know, an overthrow of government. And having been through all of that hyperinflationary period and we didn't get, you know, an actual uh, situation close to it, even this, I can understand the panic, but I don't think it would have led to that, especially in one weekend. Um, so, I don't know, maybe they... They're looking for an excuse because they of the factional wars in ZANPF right now. But I think, yeah. you know, they re, they are speculating as well. The same way Henry was trying to do here, trying to... <laughs> I told you it was speculation, ap- guys. Apples and oranges. And then in the other speech, uh, the president said... Um, yeah, essentially he said, I ain't going nowhere. And... And... I ain't going anywhere because the people chose me. So, yeah, next year, same old, same old. Now I'm going to my elections, my chichi. 
and uh. you should have seen the what was interesting was the reaction because then the zbc cameras switched to the, the ministers uh, the, the g40 <laughs> faction who they you know the, the cabal that sits together and they were ecstatic <laughs> You know, I'm 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 sure someone was close to taking off his shirt and swinging it. <laughs> and then the, 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 was about to start twerking. There's another clip when they are doing a zorabata. Like these guys were going in; they were so excited. Yeah, it was the entire G40. Um, and except was, except uh, poor poor Hungwe who was uh, who was sitting in the wrong. <laughs> In the wrong cloud. <laughs> yeah, just so this no just, this um for anyone who hasn't seen this clip, um I'm sure it's it's doing the rounds right now and uh, you see Ungwe stand up and and you look very uncomfortable. <laughs> he starts adjusting his shirt and playing with his jacket. Shame. So so yeah, so G forty is uh, quite excited uh, right now. We can say they are on the up. The they were rescued by their um night uh lady in shining armor or lady in shining gucci i don't know does gucci shine anyway um yes, yes it, does. it does she 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 came she came through for them and um the president seems to be you know taking that side for now so as always we wait and see what happens what's going to be interesting is when we get to primaries that for me mm-hmm. is what's going to be very telling about um, who's in control because a lot of people, this is where they can be side- sidelined. And with this whole um, youth agenda and Comrade Chipanga saying no seat is uncontested, Tudakuisa, my youth, and things like that, there really could be a push to get rid of some of that old guard especially on the faction which is on the losing end right now so i don't know well i welcome that the getting rid of deadwood um such as it is not because you know you know my 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 only issue (laughs) is listen here (laughs) but i think change regardless of it's incremental right and what we essentially want is for this institution that is an OPF to also fundamentally change. So, yes, let's get rid of the dead wood. Let's get rid of the old people who have brought no new ideas in the last 37 years. And let's see what the young ones are capable of. But but you know why that's that's a fallacy? Because uh, for me, the, my biggest problem with ZANU-PF is corruption. And you think young ministers like uh, Kasukwere would be less corrupt than their older counterparts. And in fact, the opposite is true. And in fact, they have less of an excuse to be corrupt because they didn't fight the war. They don't have that entitlement. So their mm-hmm. corruption is even doubly as bad. So I don't see how uh, a young, a younger Zanupiev, which hasn't escaped, escaped the clutches of corruption, is good for the country. Because fine, they might move away from violence and, and the things that the older generation knows, but that disease of of corruption and that zanification of, of all the issues in the country will still be there. Um, you look at psychology, um, Zeusa has yes. already been in two corruption scandals in, in the space and he's only been an MP for less than for two years. And he's already been involved in, in two, in two of these corruption scandals. So for me, if I understand the need for, for push for young people, mm-hmm. but if, those yeah, if Zanopi have attracted the type of young people that were immune to those calls, then yes. But you're really having a more perpetuation of the same, and in fact, it's even. I, I I'm afraid of it because they they're even more energetic, and we can have another 37 years of the same Zanopi of Zanopi with essentially the same disease. And my my issue with it is people are coming in on a patronage. Uh, system so it won't be young people coming in on the merit you're essentially forcing candidates on certain constituencies and you're putting in your own people so these people will be beholden to you and basically they will do what you ask which doesn't work at the end of the day so you you've essentially got the same situation that you had back in i don't know 
1980 if you if you want or maybe after that 1982 after there was this uh first purge of individuals and you've got guys who who really they owe you for for being where they are and you're getting mm-hmm. you're getting more of the same but we'll see what happens when when the primaries come round yeah well mm-hmm. i agree with everything that you guys said but like i said it's incremental so you have to start somewhere and I'm one of the people who believe in burning the field first before you plant. So, let's yes. see. That's why we get yeah. rid of the whole of us. Scorched Someone, Someone who has uh, been accused of a scorched death policy is none other than uh, Pastor Ivan Mawarire. He, he's been accused yet again of trying to get rid of the whole of Sanu illegally unconstitutionally <laughs> by trying to subvert, subversively uh, subversively <laughs> by trying to subvert a constitutionally elected government this law is the funniest law in 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 one of them i think we should uh, in, start calling it the past law in in its application i mean it's it's a serious law uh, you can't do that so you can't have a coup but it's it's in its application um so on when was it on Saturday? Yeah, because yeah. we missed yeah, it. In fact, yeah. it was just afterward. Just after just we recorded. recorded. Yeah. Mm. So on Saturday, Pastor so the- went round and he he went to different fuel queues and he, he made another another video talking about all the fuel queues queues he went to and uh, basically he said our guys is Yajite. Then on Saturday evening he made a a, a longer uh, video where he called for three things. He said people need to those who pray need to pray more need to organize prayer meetings uh the second thing was we need to have um peaceful protests or demonstrations or um that sort of thing the the home weapon campaign is one such you know where people are not going out into the streets and rioting but yeah they're just going about their daily lives with their pockets turned out yeah to show that they they have no money yeah that's 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 the home yeah Panzer campaign. So yeah, basically he was calling for peaceful processes and demonstrations. And the third thing was that people register to vote. On Mm. Sunday, our very um, astute police officers went to his place of worship where he was mid-sermon and uh, (laughs) arrested Yeah. They, they 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 went and they arrested him at church and it was quite an interesting week so on monday he was doing the high court on the charges previous yeah last year's charge or this year's charges of trying to subvert a constitutionally elected government so he couldn't go to his bail hearing on tuesday he was due back in the high court but they postponed it to Thursday because he had to go to the bail hearing for the Sunday arrest because there's a 48-hour window. Tuesday, actually, they missed the 48-hour window, so he's let off. Wednesday, I think he had to go to the hearing to do with uh, the UZ or UZ. back to... Yeah, the UZ. Mm. It was the UZ. Yeah, yes, yeah. it was the UZ. That's when they said that uh, one one of the state witnesses said that he... Um, we, well, they, Pastor E called for non-violence. And then the state witness said, well, that was a code for violence. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. So in the, this, they, yeah. they showed a video. <laughs> what? I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> so they showed a video. They said they're using, he's using a code word. Non, when Pastor e Evan says non-violence, it's a code word to incite his followers to violence. Yeah. So does this mean when he says I'm very unhappy with the government, it means he's <laughs> very happy with the government? Opposite is day. That... Basically, it was opposite day. And <laughs> what you say is, you know, not what you actually mean. It, you mean the opposite. And then he went on to say that um, that his church, yeah, he formed his church uh, to um, indoctrinate people, and it's um, a terrorist cell akin to Boko Haram. <laughs> Um, anyway, then they played a video of Pastor E at the at the UZ, and he was non-violence, and I think he prayed as well, and was quoting scripture. 
and so he was let off and then there was another charge i think on another day but i'm not sure how that one went so i don't know if he's been let off all of them or just two of them and i think there's one i think it's yeah it's he's on he's he's on the so the used one is gone and i think last year's one he's been acquitted and then there's just the saturday yet this saturday which is still to go but he's on bail for that pretty much is where my understanding they had a 37 37 page um uh charge sheet um on that and then the is ridiculous. And it's then ridiculous. Harrison Cuomo, who's who's lawyer, um, if uh, someone, I'm, wish, I'm sure, then asked, could he, in that 37 pages, is there a single case of someone associated with a disflagged person, as you say, being violent, an instant of it? <laughs> and the state had to concede that there wasn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I saw. He um, should sue them for wasting his time. That's what he should do. He should sue the detective chief inspector who testified. Yes, for wasting his time. He should sue the state also for wasting his time. Because, I mean, if you are bringing a person up, this is a various, very serious charge. Is the punishment not life imprisonment or death? Yeah, is it not one of those? Yes. It is. It and, is so, I don't, I'm. <laughs> And these spurious alleg because this is all it is, it's spurious allegations that essentially an entire department cooked up I I would you know, over a bottle of chibuku, I think. And you know yeah. how do you write thirty seven pages with not even a single shred of real evidence? I'm not a lawyer, but even I can tell you that that's stupid. No, that's um I don't I don't know who has a hard on for him for lack of a better word because very often it doesn't seem logical for the state to actually give him this amount of 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 their effort and their time because it's actually raising his profile higher than it's been in a while i mean for all intents and purposes um over the last six months he had sort of um, faded away in terms of uh, the limelight in as far as that's concerned so you know now but now this arrest outside his church i don't know who does they're just the optics of it um mm. you're arresting a pastor cut after he's just finished preaching to his people you know that is is biblical level you know symbolism <laughs> like genuinely uh, and let, um let me speculate yeah. here and uh, <laughs> since since yeah this this episode might just be called the the speculation, called the, speculation <laughs> the speculation episode um but uh i think they are trying to do so in a way uh and push him into a political lane and force him to not force him but make him choose to run and that would further uh put the opposition sides in or the opposition in disarray because i don't see whilst it's it's prudent i don't see them uh entering a coalition or him entering a coalition with you know the major opposition alliance and so depending on on what happens i mean if you have pastor e conti- uh, running in a in a harare constituency he's likely to go up what what constituent does he live in? Harare West, not Jesse. Yeah, he not Jesse Majome, guys. You see, so take Jesse away yeah. from us. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to beat Jesse. But you no. see, there's yeah, there's there's that type of type of thing there. So I think they really want him to go political and throw a spanner into that opposition environment works because there's no way he's mm. going. He's going into the alliance. The alliance doesn't suit exist. him, I say. But does oh, the alliance but itself? Did you say exist? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's I what didn't, I was I thinking. I but I was going to ask that. It's, it's, um, it, it, I, it was picked I, well, up on the before, monitor. <laughs> before we go, there was interference from a parallel universe. Um, <laughs> but I mean, before we go into our alliance, we might as well talk about the other, you know, People who have announced. I mean, it seems like a perfect segue to 
talk about these active or activists come politicians because Linda um, has just announced um, that she's running campaign. as a, as an independent in in Harare Central, which is a seat currently held by the MDC. Mm-hmm. Um, Zizwai, right? and yes, yeah, Zizwai Murisi. Um, I think I don't I don't know how Marisi to pronounce Zizwai. his first name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who is not a terribly active member of parliament. Then again, it's, I don't know really where you build a well in Arabi Central, what generally people see as as being active. Um, but yeah, no, as a PDP member, she's decided to run as an independent. Um, and there's been speculation as to why she did that. Uh, could I well, say... Uh, <laughs> You'll tell us go- later. maybe maybe i will but i mean yeah so she's together we can is her campaign catchphrase and slogan and her campaign color is purple so now we have blue yellow purple blue yellow and purple um we almost have oh you know what i was gonna say we almost have all of the teletubbies but i realized that it's gonna come across Okay, first of all, I object that I rebuke that. But I purely, purely just because of the colors. (laughs) No, I agree with you. I think, you know, the blue and the purple, for me, it speaks to a lack of imagination. Because essentially they're they're not mimicking, but they're following the same rules as Fadzai. And isn't the whole point to make your own rules if you're running as an independent and if you're saying I'm different? Um, So this is where... um, They're independent. No, this is where the the chief strategist comes in, Ka. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Steve Bannon, Gordon Son. Expect us. Yeah, expect us. He told you guys, he said, expect us. He didn't say expect me. Who is the us? So, I mean, this is this has been clear for, for, for a long time. I think he even mentioned it on, on our podcast or AC mentioned it as well. And they've, they've been working with a lot of these uh, independent candidates or they are working with them. Um, not saying that they are um, forcing. Yeah, I'm not saying that they are, um, you know, pulling the strings directly or making person move, controlling them. But they are, or he is part of their teams. So they, I, I don't know about the colors really, though. It's an interesting thing, you know, colors and campaigns and um, yeah. how you know how that all relates. I think we we're going to have so many colors come the come next year because you know Pachawanda Futimam were my independent candidates but and you, yeah. But you know that the color thing is not unique to Zimbabwe. In, in Kenya, it got so bad that the coalition ended up being called the Rainbow Coalition. Uh, yeah, it's no, it's 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 true. It's true. Yeah, it <laughs> That's is. what happened. They called it the Rainbow Coalition because. Yeah. I mean, um, just just look at our own coalition. There's MDC in red, PDP in orange, um, MDCN I think in green. Yeah, Jacob um, in blue. So, so you, you, you're definitely going to have us, a lot of colors. But the colors don't say anything about the candidate, and that's actually my problem with this lack of creativity. Because yes, you can release a manifesto, but you know, I have to I have to find it, download it, and read it. Whereas if for me, it's about the slogan. Because if you say, yes, we can, whose campaign was that? Together, oh, wow. she said, she said together, together we, can. we can. Yes, but it's also, what I saw was the purple campaign for Harare Central. That tells me nothing about what Linda stands for but, and what but she exact, wants. But exactly, and, you're exactly right, Rupenu, is because in Harare Central, you need to associate purple with Linda, and when you vote or when you are no one one wonder with purple, you know who the one with Linda. If there's a lot of purple, then you know who the one with Linda. That's all. That's about the colors. That's why yellow is so a so striking about, color as well. That's why red is chosen as well. That's why that's yeah. It's about being visible in the. It's constituency. about optics, not issues. And isn't that a problem? 
Uh, because then but, what you're saying is I'm voting for Linda because she's purple, not because and my friend is purple, n- not because of what Linda is campaigning. The platform no, 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 that no. she's campaigning. The the purple issue is, but you see, politics is number one. I mean, elections are a numbers game, but also mm-hmm. it's an identification thing, which is why uppers colors don't work because they're very bland and they can get lost easily in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but everything about Appa is bland. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, Titch will get very upset if we say bad things about Appa. So um, you want colors that stand out so that you are easily identifiable. And, and it looks like Munewa Nwaka one day yes. if you've got 12 purple shirts, it, make, it makes it look like there's a lot of people. The, so the, I don't think it's necessarily... Do- yeah, go ahead. My only question is, you know, is in the selection of colors is uh, what colors work, what colors don't work, what colors, um, mm. um, what colors show what you're about or show, you know, inspire confidence or and that sort of thing. Like I said, upper's colors really are very bland and they make it look very boring. Purple, mm-hmm. purple is an interesting color. Um, I'd, I'd, the color of royalty, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So purple. Mm-hmm. I'd, uh, well, I, I've never gone into the colors and campaigns, which is an interesting <laughs> topic, actually. So, but yeah. Is, um, but is. speaking on Linda, yeah. So she's chosen to run um, in Harare Central, which is it, it's. I mean, it's a pretty big constituency. In terms of the people that reside there, all of the avenues are in there, and I think it stretches to the border of Newlands and on the other side, Milton yeah. Park. Um, mm-hmm. So, and there are a lot of issues that are within that area. I mean, it is very close to the CBD. The CBD is actually part of that constituency as well. So, I I don't know. You know how it's going to go. I think she's going up against a Joao as well. Yeah, Robert. Jason. Robert. Robert. Who's yeah. Robert Joao? The older brother of Patrick. Is he the one who used to own, uh, or, or who still owns Red Fox? Quemarasta. Yes, ah, that guy. Oh, yeah. He gave us many good names. <laughs> <laughs> Vote Robert Joao. <laughs> No, 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 no. Even better nights going into twice over. Wow. Anyway, so, yeah. So, um, so she'll be up against Robert Joao and I suppose Zizwai as well. Um, this, for me, is one of the issues why I, 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 I had doubts with the coalition. Because I think I mentioned it on this podcast is that Linda was part of PDP or is still part of PDP, but she's chosen to run as an independent. Uh, One of the speculation or rumors was that PDP said that she should wait for proportional representation representation. and not, um, yeah, and not contest, you know, Sirai Madara is what. Um, could I oh no! It. But oh but no! You see, so so no, but in, the, in the coalition, but, yeah. Before, I'll, let me just finish. Yeah. In the coalition, this is what I feared: is that you'd have when the division of seats happens, you then have people who are not happy with it, and then they decide to run as independents anyway. And I, I completely understand uh, if this was the case, why Linda did it. And I'm not sure what the details are within the PDP. We'll get to that just now. But I don't think this case will be the only one. I think there will be other candidates as well who decide, ah, why have I been snubbed? I can go it alone and I'm just going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose we might as well just get into it. I think for Linda's, my understanding of Linda's seats, and this is from um, speaking to um, uh, the national organ, organizing um, Willius uh, Mazimure um, from the PDP, is that the coalition. Um, seats arrangements are still ongoing. 
Um, so that hasn't even happened yet. But even then, it was unlikely that um, MDCT was likely to give up a sitting MP's um, parliamentary seat to PDP. Um, and in that case, um, the PDP said that if Linda was part of the parliamentary candidates and was a good candidate, would be given a seat in the proportional representation way. And that's just the nature of a coalition. It's got nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman, even if it was a man running in that constituency, they were not going to get that seat and they would not stand it. And that's generally what happens in a coalition is they're going to be winners and losers. So while I support Linda's decision to run as an independent, I think that a lot of people uh, don't understand what it means to actually enter into a coalition is that you don't go into a coalition because you're strong. You go into a coalition because all parties have acknowledged their weakness and they think that they strength in numbers. And the ultimate thing that a coalition needs is sacrifice. And a lot of people are going to have to sacrifice their their pride, their ego, and their positions because not everyone can win. Um, and in fact, it shouldn't even about be about winning. It should be about what's best for 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 the country. And not everyone can negotiate for every individual seat. And people have to have to compromise and lose and and win. So yeah, she was going to definitely be a victim of um, of that and uh, breaking away from that early um, save the PDP some some embarrassment later on because at least we, that's one battle that doesn't need to be fought and it wasn't an acrimonious split it's not like she left acrimoniously it was well acknowledged that that's this is what she needed to do um for herself uh, and there's no bad blood um in as far as any of the leadership that i've spoken to and and linda um so yeah that's that's just how it went <laughs> that's just how it's always going to go and there's nothing we can do about that unless there was a situation where there were going to be primaries in the coalition and even then if there was primaries in the coalition linda wouldn't win in Harare central because primaries are voted on primarily by what by members of parties and who's the biggest member of which is the biggest party in Harare? the mdc indeed i I do think looking at it, um, you know, from the outside, because I, you know, um, I don't, to be fair, I think what she's doing is very bold, but I, I don't necessarily think that she will succeed because as you rightly say, the MDC is the biggest party in Harare. MDCT, sorry, is the biggest party in Harare. And with the muscle of that party behind their candidate, I think it's a worthwhile attempt but I will we'll see Linda in 2023. I just, as you pointed out, Henry, I just fear that this will could become a trend or could happen in a lot more constituencies. And then the, the coalition will then be splitting its own vote, um, so to speak, because you, you're, you're essentially running against yourselves um, opening a, 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 you know, I still think they'd win certain constituencies, but at the same time, you're weakening your position. And as you mentioned, there are winners and losers, and it should be a case of putting the nation first. But I think the way the terms of this alliance were um, negotiated and, and some of the things of how it started, especially at the leadership level, it became personal issues of I am the best candidate because Ndini Ndinevanu or I am the best candidate because Ndini Ndinemari and it wasn't I am the best candidate for Zimbabwe or I am or other leaders saying and I'm, I'm speaking specifically here between um, Changira and Joyce because I think they were the biggest contenders for the presidency of the alliance and because that fell off, and it seems, I think you were the one, Henry, who said we're likely to have two um, coalitions going into 2018, a Tsangirai one and a Mujuru one. There hasn't been sacrifice. I mean, Walshman, there was no way he was going to run and win a presidential election. Anyone else who joined, I don't think they have the muscle to do so. So the only contender was Mujuru. 
and she's now on her own and i don't know if she will join at the end of the day so the rest yeah. of the alliance i think will follow that same pattern of i i am the best candidate because or i am the best candidate because of xyz and it's happening with the uh situation in bulawayo or matebeleland where with kupe and is it gordon moyo Gordon Moyo, yeah. Gordon mm. Moyo, and there's one more person, uh, and Walshman Nube as well. When it comes to the seats being allocated there, everyone seems yeah. to want to to. I mean, there's no negotiations of guys. Let's let's actually do this for the best. It's I am the best candidate on Dini Dinevanu, so I should have all the so, seats. Yeah. So I, let's talk about that, um, and you know. Uh, hopefully, I mean, it's, it's a developing story, so hopefully maybe we can have someone on um, to help us with it. But I'm not going to handle the situation with Kid Glove. There have been accusations of regionalism, tribalism, and counter-accusations of regionalism and tribalism going flying left, right, and center. Now, my question as 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 a political commentator, which is what we're doing now, as a person looking at a situation, if someone says that Metabililand needs certain votes and I am the gatekeeper of Matabili land and then I describe them as a regionalist politician or as someone who is focused on a particular tribe or is gaining their power base from a particular tribe how am I being tribalist or how am I being regionalist when that's the stance that someone has taken if your 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 principle you're the, the principle you're standing on to not join a coalition is based on the treatment of a particular regional group. How is that not a regional? How is that not being regionalist? I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm at a loss to see as to why people are being accused of being tribalist by describing what's happening as being regional. <laughs> it's, it's like I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. No. I. I, I get you. Um. I think there how to put this in words I think there's there's <laughs> there's there's a lot of um uh, traditional uh issues that lie with the Matevel and province um with the history of this country but also in terms of their um influence in political affairs and political spaces so it's always a case of ah but you know people from matebeleland are always relegated to to vice positions and that sort of thing um mm-hmm. and then with what happened within the mdc of kupe of uh, changirai then appointing mudzuri and chamisa when kupe was there already that became a a, a regional issue it became an, a regional but, issue but, but no also, but, chris yeah. chris can i correct you there mm-hmm it's, it wasn't an issue. If it was an issue at the time, she would have said something. Fair enough. When Mutsuri and, and Chamiso were, were were appointed a year over a year a year ago. Yeah, over a year ago. Before Fair enough. the MDC alliance said before the MDC alliance was was oh, formed. Okay, it was it was before made, the alliance was even discussed. It, it was made <laughs> if, to be. If to it be was a, an issue then. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was it was made to seem by commentators to be a regional issue, right? Um. And so what's what's I'm trying to understand what's actually happening there and why there isn't some sort of agreement or why there can't be why one person has to come out the winner and why there can't be a division of seats or whatever it is in that area or why the negotiations have broken down to 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 such a level but it's really um worrying so, that the alliance or that 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 uh constituency which traditionally has been uh, an opposition opposition constitu- opposition constituency um has gone this far down the road and there's there's no agreement there um i i don't know what can be done or what needs to be done but it seems that everyone there is interested in self and interested in consolidating their own power base rather than the increasing the power of the alliance yeah so 
I don't know, Penu, if you have anything to add, but um... no, I'm. You know what? I I have nothing <laughs> to say about the MDC Alliance because I think I feel like in the past episodes I've made my feelings very clear about the MDC and anything MDC led. Um. So yeah, okay. Good luck to you. I hope you get it together so, so you can so legitimize the PF in the next election. That's all I have to say. Voting apathy. Voting apathy. No, my vote is my secret. Mm. I'm still no, I'm, looking at my no. options. But, but yeah, I'm, listen, sorry, on, they just need to yeah. contest and yeah, so we can move past the election. As for this this nonsense, every year, every election cycle, there's nonsense. Every, you know. So, yeah, okay. Get it together because we need a ah. legitimate election to do things in this country. We do on the on the um, the case of Gordon Moyo and the PDP split, or um, like we said, it's 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 once again um, uh, politicians from Matabil and uh, last week Gordon Moyo announced a coalition um, with Dumiso uh, Dabengwa and Mai uh, Mujuru. Uh, after that coalition was announced, um, the president's office, um, the PDP president's office, uh, TB's office, uh, sent out uh, a call for a general council meeting on the 29th, Friday, the 29th of September. Uh, on the 28th of September, uh, Gordon Moyo announced that he had fired today BTS president um, of the PDP following a general council meeting, which was held in uh, Blueo, and this uh, announcement was made at uh, Sipepankomo's residence in Blueo. Sipepankomo, who, if you remember, was PDP vice president and then uh, went to Joyce Mujuru and is now, I don't know if he's vice president, I don't know what position he has in Joyce Mujuru's party. Um, <laughs> But yes, no, no. For for such a devout Seventh Day Adventist, he's a prostitute. Um, <laughs> so um, subsequently, um, wow. the general council the general council meeting that was called on the 29th didn't happen, and uh, surprisingly, there was not a round of counter firings or counter expulsions. Um, <laughs> The general council resolved that the drunk comrades have been given time to sober up and come to their senses. In the meantime, uh, while they're doing that, interman leaders have been selected in their positions. And, um, of course, you know, they didn't even speak about the purported uh, firing of a party president at an, uh, at a general council meeting that wasn't fully constituted, but, Basically, what it is is a mess, and it's a very disappointing mess because I know personally how hard some people, certain people, have been fighting for a coalition. I know personally how proud some of these people are, and for such a proudful and egotistical and arrogant man to say, "Yes, we're uh, Morgan. Yes, we need to work under Tsangirai." It takes a lot, uh, and I personally am saying I is my today is one of the most arrogant person people I've ever met in my life, and you can hear it by his speech and how he refers to Chinamasa as a villager. So for him to <laughs> to be able to say um, I'm going to work under Morgan after what happened with Morgan and to take a subservient position in that situation, all in the interests of of uh, of uh, of unity. Um, it was a disappointing situation, but I mean, conversely, of course, there's there's the other side where people believe that you know any any alliance or any situation that the MDC wins, people are going to want him as finance minister, and that's all he wants. So he's willing to burn his whole party for that. Um, I don't know. I personally, I'm, of course, I'm biased. I don't see that as the case, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's for me. It was just disappointing and double. I'm done with <laughs> with alliance politics now. <laughs> I, I, He's I, one I, of the few people. If yeah. he ran as an in, as an independent in Harare East, he could end up running and and winning in Harare East. There, so I don't know. It's 
I don't know. Well, I, maybe I, we need more independent candidates. Maybe the party system is what's failing us currently. With a, and then um, he gets a, and then he chooses another color, green, to make the last <laughs> tell you tubby. Orange. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want him to be again, orange. Again, again, yes. Um yellow is that baby in the sky, isn't you know, the leader of them all. <laughs> <laughs> the sunshine, the ray of hope. Okay, now we know how you guys wow. think your youth. Um <laughs> though um so with this PDP situation, what I found interesting is that it's uh it's it's always the 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 president who gets fired and then the guys who remain who keep the name of the party. I don't know if it will happen with this PDP situation, but it happened to my Mujuru. She was fired from a party and then she had to give up uh, Zimpi. <laughs> name um changirai was well i don't know what happened nana nana welshman Walsh. well they split but welshman took the name and changirai had to add a, a t to his <laughs> um i <laughs> i don't know what it is though why this why well, they must be cause this generally because generally secretary generals are the the secretaries or their organizational um centers of the party so what happens is that any documentation, vehicles, um, ownership, and things like that generally are kept by the Secretary General. Okay. Um, except in the MDC situation, after Welshman left, they actually took away powers from the Secretary General. Um, but generally, what, why, what is meant to happen, and it's a good system in a, in a place where you have people that retire, because... The Secretary General is the organizational strength and the President is the political strength. Um, so, and, you know, Vice President's actually second in charge or third in the line. But um, what it does is it ends up creating two centers of power. And that's why you see so much, so many President Secretary General splits. Um, so you might, you know, it might be worth considering a one center of power um, party organizational structure like Zang to avoid splits. Sakapana Babatiri Secretary General Ndiani. Dinish. I don't know why you're even asking these questions. I don't, no, 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 no. So foolishly. Shall I explain? I think Upinu is president. No. I see you, Tawad. Trying to make yourself Secretary General. I broke no disobedience. Um, but on on that issue, I think it's 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 so sad how there's so much factionalism everywhere. Like <laughs> even it's, within the factions, <laughs> even within you the know, even, even within the factions. But it's it's crazy how every single political party is facing such a crisis. It, because it me, no, but it shows Can me that honest? that it shows me that the issues are not being put forward in any of the political parties. It's all about yeah. the individuals, and it's all about. Um, it it just shows how much how many egotists we actually have in in our political space, and and what our political space has become. It's become so much about personalities and about what is and about entitlement where people think that they are owed something or that uh, because i've been here the longest i should be the one or or that because i don't know i come from a certain background i should be the one championing championing this cause and at the end of the day the people that suffer are the people themselves at you know the the majority though the masses of zimbabwe because we don't have their interests at the fore we we're not looking at issues of you know what it takes to or it's not being discussed um more than the other issues of what needs to be done to solve our economic problems the issues of um you know healthcare and child welfare all of these things are relegated to two or three lines in you know at at rallies but they're not being discussed holistically and engagement is not happening with the people on you know what 
what are their problems and what can be done in the immediate to solve some of those things and what's going to take a lot longer what we need if you know an opposition party comes to 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 office what needs to be set first on the agenda what do we sacrifice because at the end of the day if zimbabwe is going to change it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to be a smooth process there's going to be a lot of pain um some things need to to be put on the back burner so to speak some things need to be sacrificed for there to be something concrete at the end and these things just are not being discussed in the way that they should and even us yeah. we spend our days talking about factionalism <laughs> and things like that because that's what's happening in the political arena it would be interesting if we could be discussing policy issues which you know i hope some of these parties start putting out manifestos so that we can actually dig into them yeah chris you know um i think time is going so maybe yeah. last words from all of us but you know what's really 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 sad is that none of these opposition parties actually have a seat they don't have any power <laughs> they're fighting <laughs> over <laughs> over imaginary or, or supposed future gains so can you see how high the stakes are and what people are doing now can you imagine there actually was a cabinet to choose or you know uh, uh positions to fill mm. can, I, one, can i like now imagine how much disunity and discord there would be so it's even for me what it's really shown is that we need to consider even their capacity at least some of them their capacity to be in power because i'm said money without calling shotgun without urusa munu francis kombi said it's like that thing Mar- Marshall posted. I don't know if it was in the group or 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 on Facebook about um, two guys walking in the street, and they say "Tikanonga fifty cents Twitter say," and the one guy says "Tutenga loaf ngoenuti tutenga bread," and then they go fighting over you know buying this bread, and some <laughs> someone meets them in the street and they're like "Kumurgur wirachi," and it says "Murgur wirachingwa." Then they like chingwa chachu chiripi. Then they say at sata ching at sata tenga. Then they say ko Maria chiripi. Then they at sata nonga. Yeah. So listen. Yeah. Party politics has failed the parties themselves, and it's failed the people. And ultimately, the goal here, even the goal of elections, is to have a government or a system of government that responds to the will of the people. Is that correct? So. And this is where I think maybe a person, I admire the independent candidates because they're seeing that this is not working. In the end, you're fighting for, you know, positions, you're jostling for power that you, in essence, do not have. And it's a lot of rhetoric and not a lot of doing. Um, I just wanted to point anybody listening to a TED Talk, <laughs> a TED Talk by Eric Exley called The Tale of P- Two Political Systems. And basically, he's talking about how the Chinese government is, <laughs> in some ways, it's you could call it responsive authoritarianism. And he's, you know, saying a multi-party democracy is not necessarily the only way to govern. But I would apply that to our case here where you know our institutions don't listen our institutions are not for the people they're just to maintain you know that one center of power and perhaps for us all going into an election it's worthwhile thinking about when i'm voting and what what am i voting for and you know who am i voting for versus just purple and this is my core objection to the whole color thing purple blue and yellow because that's not why we're doing this. The reason why we're doing this is because we want a res- government that responds and listens to us at the end of the day. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm good. Um, I don't know. Anyone else? No, I think um, we can call that the speculation episode. And... Um, <laughs> I'm sure you, our listeners are looking forward to guests and um, we do have a few things um, lining up. Um, we have some guests by Skype, other people who um, we haven't been able to get. So I, I think that um, in the next few weeks or so, we should be able to get some 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 people. So yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I am Tawanda Henry and yeah, this is Capital 263.
Indeed. Free to say it. <laughs> cool. Everyone else hasn't signed out and you just want to wrap up. I know. He's just ah, rushing us today. Wow, he's trying to make wow, himself secretary wow. general. Comrade, hey, hey. you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. I will be issuing a community <laughs> as soon as we have signed off. Chuck me some group. I'm in Ozako. You need to go to move. Don't form a group around me. Well, members, joining this group. Communicated. No, start calling yourselves um, <laughs> communications and and above. <laughs> anyway, um, my name is Chris Charaba. You can find me at Chris Charaba on all social media. Um, follow our our Twitter page, Politic Poly and Beyond ZW, um, Beyond Poly ZW on Facebook as well. My name is Upenyu Makoni Matenga. I'm Upenyu Makoni everywhere. Please uh, like our Facebook page, comment, uh, share your thoughts with us on Facebook. Uh, it's what is it on Facebook? Beyond yeah. Poly ZW. Yeah, Beyond, Beyond Poly ZW. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Now you can sign. Yeah. <laughs> you have my permission. So <laughs> <laughs> Capital 263.